you don't. I am your host, the Mayor Matt Logsdon, and with me as always are my two esteemed co-hosts. Dave, King of the Road. And I am the Lord Ketchum. Well, what do we got for us today, Dave? Today we're going to review Return to Oz right. from 1985, directed by Walter Murch. This summer, Walt Disney Pictures presents a motion picture fantasy adventure beyond your fondest imagination. You'll be transported miraculously back to the enchanted land of Oz, that magical kingdom beloved by young and old for generations. It's just a yellow brick. No, Belina, you don't understand. This was the yellow brick road. You'll share with Dorothy Gale the shock of finding everything mysteriously changed. What's happened to everybody? And you'll delight with her discovery of four wonderful new friends who band together against a wicked queen and the dreaded Gnome King. This is the Oz you haven't seen before, and this is the Oz you'll want to visit again and again. From Walt Disney Pictures comes a whole new world of entertainment. I don't just fly back to Kansas. Return to Oz. All right. Return to Oz starts out with Dorothy getting drawn back to Oz after finding a key. She quickly discovers that her beloved Oz has fallen into disrepair and her loyal friends have been taken captive. Before we get into uh, viewing this movie, just want to remind our listeners and anyone that is unfamiliar with how we do things, uh, we are on full spoiler alert here on Nostalgia Highway. Now, we may not disclose every detail, but there will be minor and major spoilers discussed during this episode. So it has come to that time to explore the space. Come on, guys. Seriously, let's explore the space here. Let's do it. All right. Well, um, who wants to open up here? Well, who's got something for us on this? Uh, I like the, the concept of having a sequel after, what, 40 years it took them? Yeah. They should have done that like a long time ago, I felt like. But, you know, all right. I got it in my lifetime. Some people maybe didn't. Didn't that, uh, from the time that the original Wizard of Oz was released to when this one was released, wasn't it like in the Guinness Book of World Records for like the longest time in between? It still Bambi. is. No, Bambi took it out, didn't it? Uh, you're right, yes. Did Bambi 2 okay. uh, broke it after 64 years in 2006. That's correct. Nice yeah. job. Way to go. King yeah. of the road. It's a lot of years in between films. his but, yeah. game. But definitely, yeah, one of the sequels that you thought should have been made a lot sooner. Sure. There's a lot of stories to Oz. Well, it's such an iconic movie, too. I mean, it's arguably, in America's cinema, it's probably regarded as one of the, I don't know, I mean, top five, oh, maybe yeah. oh, top absolutely. ten for sure, I would say. Besides, like, Gone with the Wind and stuff like that. Everybody, sure. Everybody's seen Wizard of Oz. Right, yeah, it's it's just, it's a, right, it's, it's, a, it's a big deal, it's a big movie. Um... So, for me, uh, this is I saw this movie in theaters. My grandmother took me to go see this uh, when it came out. And, obviously, I'd seen Wizard of Oz. And I didn't really remember a whole bunch about it. 
Uh, I remembered there was these freaky wheel people that the just wheelers. weirded me out. The wheelers, yes. And I'm um, one of them. Her, last, her <laughs> last name was Wheeler, but she wasn't as creepy as that. Thank God. That's funny. Um, but there was just a few little things that I, I vaguely remembered. I remembered there was like a pumpkin head guy, and there was like a a, a robot type something rather. And I remember seeing it on VHS on rental a couple times after it came out shortly, and then that was the last I ever seen it. And it was over 30 years from when I saw it the next time when actually we had a quasi-group uh, viewing of it at your place, Ketchum. Yep. And uh, we actually uh, got to view it on VHS, so it was almost like it was a time capsule for me. So it like literally... It, nothing had changed from when I saw it the last time when I was like six, seven years old, yeah. you know, to now. So I thought that what was, was really the trailers neat. on it again. It had the Journey of Natty Gann, which I, I like. Oh yeah, um, that's right. the there's other a movie. bunch of different. That's there's true. like there's like two or three trailers three, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, it was um, fun to see the trailers that came out with that movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, that print actually that was a first edition VHS. Nice. So mm-hmm. I know they did like a. a, a a reprint of it in the 90s in like a clamshell but yeah i've got a first print altered um, awesome. artwork <laughs> that's awesome and uh for those of you that don't know we uh we are big followers of a uh, horror hound and we usually go to the cincinnati convention every year and uh this march it's no different we're going to be there in full force and feruza balk is actually one of the guests and she was Dorothy in this. It was actually her first big role. And uh, it's notable uh, that it's her first role, but it's the one thing, it's big. Uh, I guess this takes place, what, just a couple few months after the events of Wizard of Oz? Am I correct yeah, in that? Yeah, yeah, like enough time to clean they're, up their they're house rebuilding. They're rebuilding. A, right. they're trying to, they got enough like time, a half a house built. Enough know, time so. for Dorothy to take a couple years off her life and become yes. younger than what she was in the right. original. Yes, <laughs> yes, she is far, far younger than yeah. what Judy Garland was in the original. And shorter. Yes. And shorter. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going for because I thought that was just like, hmm. Yeah, she was like, she's way younger. Yeah, but guys, you know, this is a 50 years yeah, difference. True. It's hard to find another Judy Garland. Because there's a lot of things that were hard for them to find in this one, evidently. Yeah, yeah. No, um, if it was because the studio didn't have the rights to the original look of the characters, I can maybe accept it, but it's, yeah. it's an irredeemable problem for me. That yeah. So if anybody has ever, if if you haven't seen this movie, um, don't expect the characters from The Wizard of Oz to look the same because they aren't. Not because um, they're aged. Yeah, nothing just, like that. I mean, not, it's, a, it's a complete character overhaul. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The only one I think I have, I'm okay with is the cowardly lion because I feel like they went more with maybe with what the book was trying to depict. Yeah, yeah. But um, the look of the scarecrow and the tin pan, tin man yeah. kind of angered me a little bit. Like was, that's not the tin man, and that is not the it was scarecrow. Badly cartooned versions of it was like a the scarecrow was like a puppet, puppet almost, yeah, just, yeah, and it was yeah. just ah. Oh, I, I didn't mask, and the Tin Man was almost like a Muppet. So, yeah, basically, <laughs> I I did not like that at all. With it being 1985, I think it had been um, very easy for Disney to find a couple humans, you know, human characters to actually portray and you know design themselves exactly like 
Right. Get some seamless pieces and cut up some costumes. I mean, how yeah. hard is this? It's not. Actually, I mean, they made it harder <laughs> doing it this way. I mean, I will say for 19... I mean, and you could tell, like, this movie had a big budget. Um, I'm going to pull it up here real quick, what the budget was. I want to say it was, like, around $25 million. Uh, yeah, actually, 20, it was $25 million, and it only grossed, like, $11 yeah. million. It did not fare very well. But you <clears> could tell it had a big, big budget, and it showed. I mean, there's. I, I thought there were some pretty solid special effects, and oh, maybe maybe it was because it was on VHS and things, you know, obviously doesn't show up quite as well. It's yeah. a little bit grainy and old, and... Uh, but I, I don't know. I felt like for the most part it held up. I, I like the, the claymation uh, oh, parts yeah. when they're in the Gnome King's lair where, you know, they go into the, the, uh, the uh, what is it, the, the, the room. Gnome King's. The, his room oh, where yeah. he's got his. Uh, the treasures. The and treasures and, you know, how the, the, the hands ornaments, just. Ornaments. Ornaments, that's it. Yeah. And the, the hands just pull away oh, the opening. Oh, I thought that was so cool. Yeah. It was so neat. And it was one of the many things that I'd forgotten about this movie, and it's something that's so subtle, but you see it numerous times at the end, and it's just—it's solid. Yeah, they that's nice. Time into that. Yeah, I, I like the claymation a lot. in This movie It's my favorite aspect of the film. Actually. Well, I mean, and um, it's—I mean—and at that time, I mean, claymation was a kind of a big deal, and it was—it was a staple of the '80s as far as effects were concerned. Yeah, but man, they really nailed it. It's just—it just looks good on like rock and and things like that, you know? It's right. A proper setting to yes. portray the claymation and they did it very creepily I guess is that a word creepily we'll, we'll allow creepily it. yeah we'll is. allow it anybody allow it Dave give, is he giving me a touchdown signal touchdown here alright it's so, good it's I'm good. not even a referee alright yes <laughs> but no I, I like the claymation um, and the effects were pretty good and I uh, believe it got an Oscar nomination I think for sound I think if that's correct I don't think that's it was cool. for the effects um, which oh, man think about it. what in 85 it's all practical effects. I mean, they did that yeah. robot with the man inside of the walking on his hands. Yeah. yeah, yeah, TikTok. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I cannot so, imagine yeah. how what? he went up those steps. Like he was well, an Olympian. He, well, he think? yeah, he was an Olympian. He was on his. He was doing a headstand, yeah. and and that's pretty crazy. But I know there's an outtake where he gets toppled over on his back going oh, up those steps. Oh, sure. you know, you know, it had <laughs> to happen, and I would love to see that, but. Yeah, some of the character guys and, and this characters in this in this movie, they, I think they joshed it up a little bit. Um, they messed up doing it that way. I think they could have saved themselves some money, done it the other way. Um, you know, like the original, keep the keep the claymation and everything like that. Um, but yeah, uh, Matt, you said you saw this in the theater. Did, did this have a Nationwide theatrical release because I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I mean it was yeah. big, but I mean yeah, it I'd was been five. You'd yeah, been I was four. five also. Well, you've been five. Okay. Yeah, because I believe it came out in the summer of '85, okay. so I would have been five. Yeah. All right. But uh, yeah, I remember seeing it, you know, in theaters, and I, I think even in my my own child, my mind at that time, it was. I I kind of felt like maybe I was a little underwhelmed because I didn't get mm. a lot of the Tin Man mm. or the Cowardly Lion or the Scarecrow. You know what I got. You had was, seen the original Wizard of Oz, though. Yes, right? yes, numerous okay. times. Right. Yes, it's a big transition. Yes, it is. For only being, you know, just a few short months afterward, it's like this movie. You should almost call it like Dorothy and the Beast Squad because you literally have a, a knockoff character for every original one. So you got like Toto in the original, and then you got Belina, this little this this chicken, and then you got the Tin Man, <laughs> and then there's TikTok. You got Scarecrow, and then Jack Pumpkinhead, and you got the Cowardly Lion, and then the Gump. Then you got the Wicked Witch with Mombi, 
and then you got the Wizard of Oz with the Gnome King, and then you got the Flying Monkeys, which with the wheelers. Okay, yeah. I, I mean, you literally have a knockoff for everything. This movie, though, pertains to Good the comparison. books. This movie really pertains to the books, though. You know, well, it tra they try to get back on track with that because there's like yeah. 14 Oz books. And if There's I'm not mistaken, you're kind of familiar with the actual series of books, if uh, I'm not mistaken. A little bit, yeah. Um, I've seen... I, I really want to buy a, the whole set, but man, they just... They cost an arm and a leg. I'm talking definitely a few hundred dollars for... If, if you're going to get it, I'd get old school versions of it and everything. I know that when it comes to the books, Tin Man's a... A big killing machine, you know. Yeah. He's killed. He killed like thousands of people and stuff in that book. Wow, why? Well, he didn't have a heart. I, well, I, guess, I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He go. kills like a bunch of people and everything in the books wow. and stuff. Um, so some of these Oz books are pretty dark. Oh yeah, yeah. Which you know, which makes this this movie more, I guess, more viable. It could than be the that that's why he was in search of a heart in the original. When you think about it, maybe because he was such a ruthless. I haven't read them. I really want to read them, though. <laughs> and I want to read them, you know, in physical copy, not like PDF or anything like that. Right. Now, didn't you say that, like, Return to Oz is actually the second and third? It's the second and third books, yes. Okay. Do you remember yes. what the second and third uh, ones are called? If you don't, it's not a big deal. The... Yeah, I, I don't remember. Yeah. Okay, Ozma, that's right. Ozma of Oz or something like that. Um, I'll, I'll research I know that's that here in a second. I'll research that here in a second, guys. Okay. I'll give you that. Um, so, you know, kind of what you were kind of talking about, like, and we kind of touched a little bit on what the darkness of the series, the books. And I think you kind of get there was a, obviously there was, you know, some of the behind the scenes things with the original Wizard of Oz. There was the one scene, was there someone, uh, one of the, you know, hanging in the background you know right. was that really real or not and, mm -hmm. you know but there's some dark themes in that movie and there's some really dark themes in this one um i uh took a little bit of an excerpt from the uh basement rejects uh, review of return to oz and uh here what they had to say was quote return to oz is a strange movie and surprisingly not young kid friendly there is a very small age margin for the movie and that younger kids will be too scared by the film but older kids probably wouldn't want to see an Oz movie thinking it's too babyish. And I think they hit the nail on the head on this because this movie was not very well received. I mean, even at five years old, I felt like I kind of got gypped, you know, because I was like, well, I mean, this was entertaining and it had some exciting parts and some scary parts, but this was not a sequel to Wizard of Oz, I thought, in my opinion. Yeah. But I, I, they, I feel like uh, the Basement Rejects review here, they totally nailed it because... You know, there's some scary stuff in here. I mean, like the Wheelers, for instance. It, mm -hmm. uh, they they are just really off-putting. The way you know they're they're shaped and they're just they're crazy people and just, I, I don't know. It's they a face painted on the top of their right. Head. They yeah, and it just like they're two-faced and it, it just it's nightmare fuel. Yeah, you know. That and then Mombi's uh, yes, man. yes. That that's <laughs> intense. I had forgotten about that scene, but as soon as I start, I'm like. It's all coming she, back. Yeah. I was like, she has, she changes heads. I was like, yeah. oh man. And I'm telling you, for five years old, that's yeah. intense stuff. I mean, yeah. obviously, you don't see like any, you know, gore or anything, but 
just the concept yeah, of that was really heads dark. They're all looking at you. <laughs> right. You that by. is creepy. It leaves a lot of room for imagination. Absolutely, it does. I mean, yeah, um, those two books are The Marvelous Land of Oz okay. and Ozma of Oz. Awesome. So, yeah. Nice. 1904 and 1907. Wow. So, that is crazy. I'd like to get some. So, I reckon that guy's not still writing books. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Frank L. L. Frank Baum is not making those books anymore. <laughs> but, uh, you know, again, you know, pretty dark and kind of scary flick for a younger audience. But if you think at the time, I, I kind of went and did a little bit of research of some of the other movies that were considered family movies, but they had some scary thematic elements to it, you know, and I kind of wonder if maybe they were trying to follow in that trend, because in 1982, you had The Dark Crystal. Uh, 1984 gave us The NeverEnding Story. 1985 gave us The Goonies. Great. And then 86 gave us Howard the Duck and Labyrinth. Howard the Duck messed with me. Jeffrey Jones. Yeah, that's with, good. He was just, he was a creepy dude. And then he's in Beetlejuice, and that movie's just off the wall wacky anyways. <laughs> but Are I, you aware that Kevin Smith is rebooting the Howard the Duck as a series? He just I announced have, it. Yeah, I have yeah. heard that, and I'm mildly curious at this point. With I need and, more information. Him and the, the guy that either voiced or does the character of Meatwad on Aqua Teen Hunger Force are working together on it. Meatwad. Yeah. <laughs> that's... That's... I don't know. That uh, that actually moves the meter a little bit more for me now. I'm a little it's, more intrigued. It's got me interested, yeah. That's he says cool, he's going to do it as a crude adult humor comedy. Okay. It's not for, you know, the kids. Okay. Well, I mean, that movie was almost not for kids, too, I, know, I thought. I, I've... Reluctantly showed yeah. it to my kids with my finger on the fast forward button for a couple parts. Right? Yeah. My mom uh, walked in on me whenever the, that scene happened um, in Howard the Duck and when I was a kid. And she ran to the VCR, I remember, and she just tried to like stop it before. You're talking about the play duck scene? Yeah. Yeah, yeah oh that and gosh. the uh, Leah Thompson uh, okay. duck scene. Yeah. You know, she was like, what the hell are you watching? <laughs> right. She ran to the VCR and tried to stop it. <laughs> oh, the 80s. What a crazy and wild time. It's one of those things, like, literally, if you weren't there, you just won't get it. Yeah. You know? So, this with this movie, Return to Oz, the first time I watched it, um, I rented it from the public library in town, and um, it gave me nightmares um, for... Couple days actually. The, uh, the one, the one thing that really stuck out with me actually was when Dorothy is getting ready to get the shock treatment and everything. And oh the, and yeah, the, uh, the storm and everything. That that that's the moment that really sticks out with me um, from my childhood. Right. Because um, I don't know that that flipped me out a little bit. I was like, why are they going to send juice through his kid's head? That was actually the first movie I think that introduced me to electric shock treatment. Huh. Actually, if I think about it, interesting. You know, I'm, sure that's, been, a, I'm sure that's a first for you guys. I'm gonna say. Also, I was just getting ready you know? to say it. Very well, could be for me yeah. myself. Yeah. Also, um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's dark. You as know, a young kid, I might have missed that. Uh, what was really going on at that point? Because I mean, yeah. that's kind of a that's true Good subject point. that wasn't discussed. You know, right? It was so that just that was maybe just like, well, what's the point in this? Yeah, I, I remember I questioned my mother about it. Okay. <laughs> She told me about it. So, mom didn't hold back much. I was I was watching horror movies at 
four and stuff. So well, <laughs> I didn't. Five years I had to sneak my horror movies, but for me to watch like the big time action movies of the of the eighties at the time, if I watched with my parents, it was acceptable. It was okay. Yeah. So, you know, I had a a little bit of a lengthy leash, but there were uh, there were limits for sure. So limitations. Um. <laughs> One last thing to talk about stuff that was creepy, and I just, it was right whenever Dorothy and Belina get back into Oz, and you get this post apocalyptic Oz, and you know, you see everything's all, you know, run down over the short amount of time. The Yellow Brick Road is just totally in disarray. People um, have turned into pillars of salt or the or pillars of stone. And <laughs> I, I thought this is a little biblical. The, uh, the, the statues of the people that were like in a ring holding hands that were headless, yeah. man. I don't know. That's creepy. Again, more nightmare fuel. Yeah, yeah. It's you know? definitely different than the first one. That Very. It's. I mean, it's shift gears. Uh, that was just something else I had to bring up as far as being, you know, the scary element of this movie that stood out for me. Yeah, they did a great job with the background and um, the effects. The like I said, they were top and stuff. Notch. They were. It was, it was awesome. I like the whole desert scene uh, where you know they get right to the Gnome King's mountain. Yes, and everything, and you can see the desert and everything. I don't know. It just looks really good. You know, they did they did it proper. It's right. a lot different set than you're expecting if you're going into this thing and it looks like right. know, traditional they, Oz that they showed us in the original. That's another Yeah, thing. there's a lot of lands that you that Dorothy knows about and that was never brought up in the original. Right. You know? She understood the, right. the sand in the very beginning when she got there and you're kinda of sitting there like I don't remember okay. that at all. <laughs> I mean, okay, I guess you just gotta step on the stones because you know, back in the eighties quicksand was like a huge peril of the day, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I'm really disappointed. And I'm really disappointed about the lack of quicksand in my adulthood <laughs> life, you know, because I have not once ever encountered it. So <laughs> shame on you, eighties. I've yeah. se- I've been in like mud traps before. Yeah, and mud. I've lost a shoe out. or two. Yeah, I've lost. Yeah. I've definitely <laughs> lost shoes. Yes, almost pants. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Hey, I've been in. That's yeah, for another podcast. Waist deep. That's funny. But yeah, I, I really enjoy it. When your underwear it. comes off, you're going to know that's your yeah, too deep that's thing. Pretty oh, good. Boy. That's not good. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed um, the amount of money that they put into it. They they really gave it a, a try. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know. It, it misses on certain aspects for me. I think it is it is too hard for a child to follow. It's, I agree. You know, it's, it's, it's just way too hard for for child to understand it completely but man yeah the uh the animation it's just it's just killer i love it it's really good the storyline's good the storyline's okay you know i mean i i'm glad that i think they got it right with incorporating two books into one movie i don't think they should have stretched it and it's seamless you don't realize if you don't know that that it's two stories in one yeah yeah so can we talk about the gnome king for a second absolutely Um, man go into it wicked creepy creepy guy very well done i didn't realize it until you know the, the, uh, later on when i watched it as an adult you know how his progression you know yes. how it became more real and stuff. that's awesome i love that, was that. really cool um, i love that i don't is it is it the amount of ornaments that he has in his possession is that what i think i think he, the more he gets i think he human? gets more lifelike i think that's the concept okay of that. yeah that was really cool no, I, I like I that, that too. You know, the transition was really good, very, very good. Yeah, who did they get to play um, the gnome king? Well, he was also the doctor in the real, uh, oh, the yeah. real world. Yeah, and it was uh, 
Nicole Williamson who played. Uh, let me. I, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna mess up the pronunciation of this, but he was Coglisterio in Spawn from 1997. He was like the. He was like the. Oh, really? He was like his help. He was Spawn's helper once he got to hell and kind of showed him the ropes and stuff. Hmm. So. That's cool. He was also uh, he was Merlin in Excalibur, in the Sean Connery uh, Robin Hood movie, Robin and Marion. He was Little John. All Prince of Thieves? Or no, yeah, all no. This was in '76. Oh, I didn't know he, Sean Connery was in a. Yep, it was called oh. Robin and Marion. Okay. Had Audrey Hepburn, Robert Shaw, Richard Harris. That's a big cast. There's big so many time. Robin Hood movies. It's hard to keep up with all that. Right. I just <laughs> started trying to watch a new one the other day. Oh, oh with. Who's uh, in it? Taron Edgerton and uh, Jamie, Jamie Foxx. Fox, yeah. yeah, that's a pass for me. Oh yeah, it kind of reminds me of like that um, that Guy Ritchie movie, the uh, His Night at the Round Table movie. What is that? Arthur, Arthur, okay. something like that. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> it seems pretty intense, you know. So, I, I mentioned, you know, I, I felt like maybe we could call this Dorothy and the B Squad. So I want to talk a little bit about these new characters that were introduced in this movie. And uh, we get a little bit of foreshadowing uh, before Dorothy gets transported back to Oz. Um, we get a neat little jack-o'-lantern. And uh, Dave, you pointed it out when we were all together that it was very reminiscent of... Uh, kind of reminds you of the uh, opening credit uh, pa uh, pumpkin in uh, John Carpenter's Halloween from 1978. Yeah. And uh, I thought that was, that was really good and nice foreshadowing because one of the characters we're introduced to was uh, Jack Pumpkinhead, who has a striking resemblance to a character that is very popular, way more popular than what Jack Pumpkinhead right. ever was. But I'm wondering, and I want to know your guys' thoughts on this, did Tim Burton get inspiration from Jack Pumpkinhead for Jack Skellington in The Nightmare Before Christmas? Absolutely. Yeah, I can see that <laughs> easily. It's pretty... It's pretty blatant really I mean it's almost a rip off can we can I say sure. that can yeah. I can I say yeah. that that's a rip off sure but it, it is kind of a common looking pumpkin carving it's not a unique pumpkin carving but the eyes right. and the, the positioning and yeah. the mouth I mean and the body type you know like those old school decorations yeah uh, they had a pumpkin one with that exact same face too that had the like arms and legs that you know. So you're saying it's kind of like getting a pass with like maybe Wes Craven it's... using the ghost face mask because I remember my cousin when we were kids he had that mask as a kid and he just wore like I think it was as a black sweatshirt and sweatpants and that's all he wore and and then I remember the Scream movie came out in '96 I'm like oh they're using that mask okay so you think it's like that it's I just kind of you get a pass yeah okay all right fair enough it's, fair a, enough. it's a common you know kind of pumpkin design okay. But yeah, I I mean as but it soon does as look like Jack yeah, Jack Skellington looks like Jack Pumpkin. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. You know, there you go. That's the correct way of saying that. <laughs> I think so. So we touched a little bit on uh, the the character of TikTok, who uh, kind of looks like a copper moonshine uh, still. Yeah. But uh, yep. you know, he was played by uh, I, I think the voice, and there were some certain scenes where they had a different actor in. But I think for the moving scenes, they had the gymnast. Um, that did uh, the movements for TikTok, and he was doing a headstand while doing all the moving. And I believe his name was it was Michael Sundin. 
Michael Sundin. Yeah. Sundin, yeah. And uh, I don't know. What did you, you guys think of TikTok? I think he's great in this movie. Okay. It, it fits with this movie. Okay. Yeah, he's an actual character in the original oh. books. Okay, he is. Um, yeah, I think he's a general of the Oz Oz army and stuff. Um, but yeah, the um, the guy who who was inside of TikTok did a fantastic job. Um, I mean, I know he couldn't like go upstairs, or he did go upstairs. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, that's I mean, what it's, blew it's my amazing. Mind. I immediately you know? had to go to IMDb to figure this out because. Right. There's no way that this is a robot that they're controlling to go up steps as well. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, uh, he puts the guy who does um, R2-D2 to yeah, shame, man. Totally. I mean, yeah. yeah, this is a... Uh, he was an awfully cool... Who was Frank Oz, wasn't it? Huh? Was that Frank Oz? Frank Oz did, like, um, Yoda. Oh, okay. Um, I, I figured since he was small, they'd put him in everything that was that size. <laughs> he was awfully... TikTok was an awfully quiet walker for being metal. Oh, yeah. I yeah. noticed... Some good shock absorbers. Well, yeah. it, it was, he was quiet when he had to be because he was loud at times. Yeah, it's <laughs> very loud. Well, there's one scene where he just starts going crazy. Like, he's just out of control, and you're kind of wondering, you're scratching your head, like, what is going on right now? Is he on the ass? And then you realize. <laughs> TikTok on ass. <acid. laughs> <you're>, yeah, basically, <laughs> that's what it was. I mean, he was tweaking out pretty bad. Uh, but then you find out that one of his. Uh, winders his keys or whatever yeah. the wine needed to rewound well, gimmicks is messed up right basically but yeah he was uh he was out of control there for a few and it kind of had you i think it was when they were uh creating the gump the what the, the wackiest character oh my god what i've a, ever seen in a, movie. a moose head with like a um, love seat and a couch and some yeah, fur leaves. And I, I don't know. Yeah, some leaves from a from a plant of some kind. And it flies. And yeah, it flies those leaves with some magic carries it. No. Thing. Now I did notice they got what at least two or three on each side. So. <laughs> and everything was held together with rope. Good old, good old this knot tying. He falls. Magical apart. land of Oz. He falls apart though, which is. He gets put back together. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I thought I thought there'd be more damage to him actually. Right, right. So I figured that would kind of been, so busted. been busted for sure. <laughs> right, I, I kind of figured that would have been the end to him at that point. Couldn't they have magically cast a parachute spell on him to land? Oh, they're not know. sorceress. I don't think they're not like but they got a know. magic spell for everything in that town. Seems it like. looks like. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, um, I want to talk about uh, Jean Mosh. Who's in this movie. Um, she was also um, who played the Queen Bavmorda in uh, Willow. Yes. Um, she did a freaking awesome job as um, what is what is her Mombie? name? Is Mombi. Mombi, yeah, Mombi. Man, she scared the crap out of me. I don't, I don't really remember her when I was a kid. I. Oh, um, and that's the thing. I didn't remember the but, head changing um, scenes. But as soon as that scene, I was like. Ah, uh, it was coming yeah. back very, very quickly. Yeah, it was really cool. I feel like she... She's creepy. I feel like she was a more intimidating and scary character than what the Wicked Witch of the West was in the original, in my opinion. That's I feel like, statement. I feel like as far as a comparison of, like, you know, comparison from the original to the, this one, uh, I feel like that was one character that was an upgrade, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Believability was, yeah. Yeah. Just the whole head changing. I mean, that's just that's a crazy concept. I'm like, yeah, we're gonna put this in the movie, and it's it's for kids. It looks cool, man. It I, does I, look good. I liked it. Yeah. yeah. Um. 
and that seemed easy to do with practical effects too. Just bumping a bunch of you know <laughs> heads through, through a right. black screen. Yeah, with green screen. Yeah, much, that's all it is and everything. Yep. But I liked how you know she can grab the head and it. I don't know. They just did it right. I yeah, don't know how they did it. I, don't, I do not know how they away, did it. Yeah, with the yeah. way they cut away and the angles and everything. Yeah, I mean, they... Tell the money was put there. Yeah, they, they they did not skimp on the special effects in this movie. That's that's one thing I absolutely will agree with. The special effects were really good in this. I don't want to keep harping on that, but... Yeah. It, I mean, it really was. I mean, this was a big-budget Hollywood movie. Um, so, what did you guys think of... This uh, Uncle Henry and Aunt Em, um, compared I mean, to the original. Well, the original. I mean, Uncle Henry was, was played by uh, what was his name? Matt, Matt Clark. Matt Clark, yes. And uh, Piper Laurie. And Piper Laurie, who is the mom and Carrie, Margaret White. Yes, <clears throat> and she's also one of the teachers in the faculty. Yeah. So she's oh, supposed she to be this so good in that movie. I nice. Love it's it love is it. a good movie. I love it. It takes place in Ohio too. But anyways, you don't see Uncle Henry that often, really, in this. He, he's kind of mm. got almost a bit part. But I thought Piper Laurie did a very good job. Um, I know when we were talking about it, when uh, I, I, when she took Dorothy, Dorothy to the that doctor, um, you had some strong feelings yeah, on yeah. ATM I mean, on that. Why don't you uh, share that? I did not care for it, actually. Um, <laughs> she just sent her child to be sent away to get electric shock treatment, and uh, it's all hunky-dory. I, I don't know. Call CPS. Yeah, right? That's <laughs> terrible. Heel light, yeah. I know it's like the beginning of 1900 right. and stuff, but uh, man, that's that's pretty dark. That's a dark theme right there. Sure you know? is. I mean, but do you think that was maybe a sign of the times? Maybe it was kind of an accurate depiction of that, of the early 1900s? Well, I guess it's, so. it was like pseudo-medicine, you know? So, yeah, they'd buy anything back then. The yeah. doctor said it was medicine. It was elixir. Wouldn't even think twice about drinking it. <laughs> Here, drink this Coca-Cola. It has cocaine in you. There you go. Just go ahead. Just, it's fine. Here, take this elixir or this tonic. It's got morphine and snake poison. And... Right, yeah. <laughs> just some random Sometimes stuff. I wonder if I wouldn't mind spending a week in the Old West. Just, you know, get the feel for Have that. Have some fun. I think it'd yeah. be interesting. I think I would get killed. <laughs> I, I I could see myself saying the wrong thing at yeah. the wrong time around the wrong person. Too drunk. I imagine spending <laughs> a lot of time at the saloon and things eventually right. escalating into trouble right. at yeah. some point. I think you'd want to stay away from playing cards, <laughs> yeah. and then you probably wouldn't want to disrupt the piano player. Um, I, these from if I've learned anything, don't laugh at the bartender. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If I learned anything from watching westerns as a child, these are things you don't want to do. So, <laughs> but yeah, I thought I thought it was a little harsh, man. Um, her sending her away like that. Um, well, and then she just up and leaves, like la- cool. like she, yeah. she sees her leaving. Yeah. Dorothy's just like, oh, okay, you're not staying. The doctor was so vague on the on what kind of treatment that she was going to be receiving. Yeah, and and you know, and she was just so negligent. You know, she's just believing a random guy. I don't know. I had I had a hard time with it, <laughs> but yeah. you know I'm a father and stuff, so yeah. I know we're all we're all fathers, but that one I don't want to hit me pretty hard. No, I get that, I, and I, <clears throat> I was like, wow. <laughs> when, when when you started talking about, it, I was like, and, and I didn't really. I mean, obviously, I saw it and I knew what was going on, but I didn't really think about it. But when you said that, I was, yeah, that's dark that's, undertone for. That's uh, pretty Disney. messed up, Auntie M. Yeah, that's pretty messed up. So, all right, going back to the Gnome King when they're going into the uh, ornament okay. rooms and stuff. Yeah. So when Dorothy goes in, I mean, was 
closing your eyes and just and spinning around. So dizziness was the best option on picking this crapshoot of a ornament. You know, it's a female. So that's <laughs> well, the times that's hold how on, they think. Hold on. I mean, I'm just <laughs> many what, TikTok went in there. Yeah. Um, the scarecrow went in there. Who else, the Gump went in there. Yep. Which is ridiculous. The Gump. <laughs> right. Um, how did he get in there? I forget. He, I don't know. Popped his way. His, I, I they didn't. Know. They didn't have time to put legs on him. That's for sure. Right. <laughs> um. But yeah, yeah. Um. That was a great. I like the game. You know, and I I play Dungeons and Dragons. I don't know if this, if anybody knows this, but um, I'm a big yeah, dork. Pal. I'm a big dork with that stuff, and um, <laughs> I'm going to incorporate that game into. Um, my quests and stuff, you know. I'm gonna have one of my one of my villains will have that eventually. You know, we'll end up playing that game. It's gonna be awesome. I loved, I loved it. It was intense. I mean, he was like, he was just toying with him. I mean, he was yeah. just having fun. I mean, you can tell he's just up there. He's arrogant. You know? He was just up there on you know the, up in his mountain, and he was like, you know what? I'm gonna have some fun. I'm gonna toy with these people. Just entertain me. And he did, and he took he took great joy. Yeah, it kind of obvious though. Everything green was the right tokens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I take that. I credit that to it being just a child's movie. But um, yeah, he was he could have could have taken care of business anytime. (laughs) Right. It's a classic villain. Right. You know, got got a little too cocky, arrogant. Yeah, too arrogant, too cocky. Um. (laughs) So we get a little plot twist that. you know, because uh, Jack Pumpkinhead, he uh, always refers to Dorothy as mom, mm-hmm. which is odd. But uh, we figure out that Ozma is actually Jack's mom at the end. So we get a little plot twist there. Mm. Was that just, was that a little too much of, you know, oh, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe, was this a part of the book? I have no idea. Okay. I don't know that. Um, or was this just something else to throw in, like, oh, here, let's it. throw another curveball for the. It's something that could have just been cut. Just, I don't know. Okay, it didn't need to be there. <laughs> I agree. I don't. I didn't add sort anything any to the story. To it, yeah. Right. I agree. There's no purpose to it. But yeah, I mean, that, that's me being anal about the movie. You know, I really don't care. <laughs> you know, to be honest. Um, yeah. If that's his mom, that's his mom. <laughs> right. It's like okay, it's fine. I'll allow. Yeah. Yeah. I'll allow. <laughs> it's like okay. <laughs> but uh, two things here, I think, before we start going into our wrap-up is, uh, I think whenever there's a storm expected in Kansas, <laughs> they need to strap Dorothy down. And they got a film crew on And they Dorothy need to down. confine her to where she can't have any uh, possible way to get, get away. Because they did, time... didn't they? Didn't they strap her down to the table? But she got free. Because... I, I know, that's what I'm saying. She gets free even when she's strapped down. Well, shame <laughs> on the doctors. Yeah. It's Gene good. Mosh didn't do a very well job. Gene Mosh. <laughs> so, it kind of leaves it with the ending. You, you you get the vibe that Dorothy isn't imagining Oz. That Oz is actually a real place. Um, because she ends up seeing Ozma in the reflection of her mirror in her room. And basically, Ozma said, you know, whenever she wants to come back, she can come back. Are we seeing the perception of a delusion child mind, uh, or is Dorothy crazy? Let's let's open that up. What do you think about that? What do you think, Dave? Dorothy's. Do you think Dorothy's sane or crazy? Yeah. So Oz isn't real. 
I always thought it was, but I mean, you know, as a logical thinking adult, obviously it's not. So, okay, what do you got? Um, I think she's a kooky. She's a kooky one. Yeah, I think she, I think she's just imagine. She's just got the most active imagination of all time. <laughs> Maybe she child. got that electroshock therapy. Maybe she that's did. What this whole thing Ooh. is caused by. Maybe Ooh, she did. That is a good point. But she did. Remember in Wizard of Oz, she did. But she got her head knocked. You know, she got her head yeah, bumped and stuff. You she know, she so. was concussed. She got an electroshock right. therapy that day and then yeah. went home, and passed out, and had this crazy dream. Hmm. Never Maybe. thought of that. That's a good point. But they did find her in the woods. I guess she could have slept walk. They can explain why she was younger too. Because if you're having a crazy, crazy dream like that, you know, you might be. Remembering yourself at a different age. True. It's a good point. I never thought of that. That's yeah. a really good point. <laughs> so she gets zapped by the electricity. Sure. And then from the that point on, she it. starts like um, before the shock imagining this stuff. So she imagined like escaping We're the hospital like, and everything like that. She's actually from that point on. I think. Sure. Yeah. Or in her yeah. dream. Yeah. And then they, I guess they like took her to bed and uh, that's one way to take. After it. after she got the electric hmm. shock and then she like. Um, I guess sleepwalk. Good point. I like Love it, that. Man. I like it, Kane. I do yeah. too. All right. Well, I mean, if what anybody, do you think? You know, I think you know, uh, from the child's perception, I think they want you to believe that Oz is a real place. They want you to believe in that magic. You know that you know the fantasy world um, exists, and that the even an overactive imagination of a child is. You know something that should be um, shouldn't be diminished or overlooked. Um, me personally, as an adult, I kind of have to lean on the side of possibly like maybe she she's not completely right in the head. Yeah. You know, maybe the the initial blow from the in the original, you know, that she took from her head. I mean, maybe there's been some residual effects of that. Maybe like you brought up there, Dave. Uh, maybe she actually got that electro electroshock therapy. You know? I like it. I never really thought of that. I didn't either. I like. I I think that's a great and valid point. But I think as an uh, as a child, Oz is real. As an adult, I think I I think I go on the side that Dorothy might be a little off. Anybody else want to bring anything else up? Um. Before we get into our wrap up ratings and recommendations. No, I got nothing. All right. Okay. All right. No. All right. Well, who wants to open up the wrap up? I guess again, this was. One of the movies that I probably didn't see it till I was maybe nine or ten, and I think almost exactly what Ketchum said. I got I got it from the library, you know, because okay. I didn't realize it had a theatrical release. Nice. I just, you even got the same copy to watch. Yeah, probably. They only had I one copy. I know. Oh no, I got. Oh. I went to the uh, public library. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Either way, so and I think I saw it, or I listened to it on the. Uh, the old cassette uh, book tape she'd get. Oh, I'd listen to the I used to have so many of those. And, and flip kid. the page when it'd make the ding noise. And yeah. I right. had to return to us that way. And that may have been the first way I ever was introduced to the story. And it's a oh, really, wow. really well done depiction of the voices and everything from the movie. On the audiobook and yeah. everything? Yeah. yeah would be, I, this would be a good read like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, sure. it leaves you to imagine, you know, certain parts of it. Sure. You only have one picture to look at while it's telling this whole sure. fable. So yeah, That's the way I experienced it at first. But it did always creep me out, and I always thought, wow, this is the same, we're, you know, we're expected to believe this is the same world that Dorothy was in in the original movie. Well, like, like it. MGM did the first one, and this yeah. is Disney. So, yeah. I'm saying it's a eight for me. 
I liked it a lot. Eight out of ten. Yeah. Very nice. nice. Okay. So definitely check it out if you haven't. Yep. And buy right. it if you if you like that series. If you're a fan of Oz. Okay. All right, Lord Ketchum. I have to agree with Dave. I am a big fan of this movie. Um, there's just certain things I find are just extremely goofy. They shouldn't have. I should. I don't. I don't. I, I think they should have tried harder, making it a sequel. Like Dave, you know, says he's. It's almost not a sequel. Yeah. I think of it as a sequel still. Um, I have them right next to each other in my VHS library. It can um, qualify as a reimagining, almost. Sure. In a way, I mean, with the like you have. I mean, the characters. I mean, there's. Yeah. You know, like I said, I mean, there's you can make some connections. I there. mean, with TikTok and all the new characters, I'm fine with. You know, that was their that's their first. You know, to be on the screen, but they should have tried harder with the lion, the Tin Man, and Scarecrow. Um, other than that, I mean, I think Veruska Balk did a uh, did a great job as a little girl who's in Oz and everything. Um, she played the part well. I love the Gnome King, and I really appreciated Gene Marsh's portrayal as Mom Mombi. I give this a eight point five. I know IMDb's got it at a seven or six point eight. I don't know what Rotten Tomatoes has. I'm sure sure Matt's got it. Um, I do, but uh, I have it in an eight point five. It's just something that stuck with me as a child and scared the crap out of me <laughs> for a kids movie. And sure. um, I highly recommend it. I let my four-year-old watch it the other day. What did she think? She got scared at the gnome cane when he started raging. Yeah. And it got all, like, um, volcanic and everything like that. She asked to leave the room. <laughs> and I said, it's okay, honey. Dorothy's going to win. <laughs> and she funny. stuck around. So That's funny. But yeah. She loves it. Um, she, she'd rather watch the original, though. I like this one better than the original. Really? Wow. 8.5 from Lord Catch. Okay. All right, so <clears throat> Rotten Tomatoes has this as a uh, 53% and an audience score of 71%, which I thought that was a significant difference. Rotten Tomatoes has always got significant differences mm -hmm. between their audience. And on INDB, as you said, it has a 6.8 out of 10 and uh, has a Metacritic score of 42, so slightly mm -hmm. under the middle. And like I said, I saw this uh, when it came out in the theaters, and I probably saw it two times on VHS after it came out on home release and hadn't seen it for over 30 years up until the past couple weeks when we got together and watched it at your place catch them. And, uh, you know, it was a nice, uh, it was a nice little stroll down, you know, my childhood again. And, you know, there were some things I remembered and there were things I'd forgotten. The, some of the things that I did not like is the, the depictions of Scarecrow and the Tin Man, um, not so much a cowardly lion, but those two really were disappointing in the lack of screen time that they had. Well, one was, they were all detained. Right. You know, lion and ten man, or ten man were stoned, right? Yes. And Scarecrow was what? Um, he was He was just being held captive yeah, by the Gnome King. Yeah, by the Gnome King. Right. And then I kind of feel like you get cut-rate versions of original characters had some really scary scenes in this, some sequences, as we've touched on. I feel like it was a little goofy, because I was wondering the entire time, like, what does the Gnome King have against chickens? And <laughs> yeah, that's find... that's the most goofiest part of the movie. So, yeah. spoiler besides, alert. Besides Gump. <laughs> yes, besides Gump, chicken eggs are poison to the Gnome King, and that is his <laughs> kryptonite, apparently. 
interesting choice. Well, but especially with the tone that the, the movie portrays. Right. Yeah, it's like, like they have it. like they have some very <laughs> young kiddish elements and then they have some very not yeah. and, and I and I feel uh, they know what they wanted that the do. basement rejects in their review they totally nailed it on the head and I feel like that's why this movie uh, was poorly received and didn't do very well and had a hard time finding its audience. Um, it's now more of a cult favorite at this point. But yeah. uh, for me I'm gonna give it a six point five out of ten. It's not a perfect movie. It's a sequel. You can find as much to love about it as you can to hate about it. Right. I, I, I agree with that. I agree with that completely. But I don't know. There was just a lot of things that I, I really could have you know cared less for. Some of the things were good. Mombi was a very good villain. The Gnome King was a very good villain. And the special effects that was all incorporated with him was just top-notch for 1985. And again, I still feel like it holds up very well today. It'd be interesting to see it on a uh, like a DVD or a Blu-ray mm -hmm. cut, you know, because all I've seen is 1985 theater screen and VHS. So, yeah. but uh, you know, it's it's definitely worth a watch. You don't need to see this if you've seen The Wizard of Oz. It's not a must-see, but if you're a completist like a lot of movie buffs are, definitely give this a watch. It's it's different. It's it's a different movie from the original, if, but if it you're does wanting have, more of the same from the Wizard of Oz, you are not going, going to get it, yeah, it that's at not all. What you're, you're getting into, but um, this is Disney's Wizard of Oz, right? Exactly. <laughs> so, all right, guys. Well, I think that wraps up our review. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I just yep. what I just you got? learned something. This movie was the very first time that Disney used the magical, um, I guess, archway over the castle to open the credits. With. Oh no way! Yeah, it is the really? very first movie that, oh, that, nice. that Disney did it with. Coming so, in at the buzzer yeah, so with a nice little the, tidbit of trivia. Over the rainbow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yep. So. Good job, man. We we do our homework here on the Nostalgia <laughs> Highway, guys. So, all right. Well, I guess last call. I mean, any if I, anybody else have anything I can't else? Talk that. Have? He had the best last minute edition. I I'd, I'd have to Easily. agree. All right. Well, then I think that concludes our review of Return to Oz from 1985, directed by Walter Murch. Be sure to look for our next episode. I am your host, Matt Logson, on behalf of Lord Ketchum and King David Road. We thank you for hitching a ride with us today, and we'll be looking for you next time on Nostalgia Highway.